Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. thing I didn't like about uh, Media Night last night in uh, Vegas, why, why did the Chiefs let Kadarius Tony be there? He torched the organization. And he's out that there is true. spouting. Yeah. Just, man, he's not man. injured. And just leave that guy at home. They should have left him in Kansas City or told him to get hit the bricks. Shocked that it's two straight teams that he's thrown under the bus, that it's all their fault. But they, they had him out there last night. He was just spouting away. and He crushed the organization. Is that the organization week. just trying to kill him with kindness? Uh, or just trying to be like, all right, up. just let him. Let, let, let him talk and he'll, he'll, just, he'll continue to bury himself in you. We'll take so, care of it. So the Niners yeah. are still a favorite. And uh, I would guess by probably tomorrow both teams will have talked themselves into nobody wants them to win. I blame the Georgia Bulldogs who when they had their national championship run last year. 7-5. Yeah, nobody nobody thought Georgia could do it, yet Georgia was the most dominating team in college football. That's what the Niners and the Chiefs have become. Nope, nobody nobody thinks we can win it. Nobody nobody wants us to win it. That's the, like the next storyline. But the Niners who are a favorite and have remained a favorite and the resident Chiefs fan, I I have nightmares of Christian McCaffrey and the zone running game of the Niners. So do Iowa fans. Um, Just think of Kyle Shanahan deciding I'm going to pass the ball up 10. You got hope. Uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't made my pick on 1620thezone.com, and if you are Ooh, in the to... uh, pick em, you, uh, of course, have until uh, Sunday. Yeah, go nuts. I don't know, there's... I mean, Steve Spagnuolo is going to have to have himself a day. Kansas City's linebackers are going to have to have themselves a day. I don't like, I mean, McCaffrey doesn't usually get touched at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And I see him running downfield, uh, the zone read, um, you know, what Shanahan might do on early downs. Uh, there's, there's a whole lot of things. I, I think it's, to me, it's San Francisco's offense against Kansas City's defense in this Great. game. Uh, but I'm going to give you a little, I'm going to give you two numbers here. The last seven teams in the Super Bowl that have scored under 20 points are one and six straight up. The one team that won, the Patriots. Yeah, against against LA. With Rex Burkhead. Awful, awful Super Bowl. The team that has entered the Super Bowl with the better record, and the Niners had the better record. They come in as the number one seed. Chiefs are the number three seed. Is one in fifteen against the spread? Ooh, that's a bigger number. I mean, the, literally. But when I'm you look saying. at the the spread too of two and a half, that would be favorable for the Kansas City Chiefs. Fifteen and Spags will be your MVP. Fifteen because they have to pick a player, but at the end we'll be talking about man, that's Spags. Yeah, that's again. This is not surprising though. When you think about the the playoffs and the, the regular season as it relates to the playoffs. The difference between where we've seen the depth in the NFC compared to the AFC over years when that's clearly been on the AFC side here as of late. Um, again, to this, this game, to me, other than the records itself, this game, to me, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense why San Francisco is favored. Uh, 
just what my eyes have told me here, especially in the postseason. Like, as far as San Francisco defensively, if I'm a Niners fan, that would worry me. Oh, they've given up. In the last five games, they've given up 138 yards rushing. Yeah. So you have Pacheco, mm-hmm. who is healthy. And Kansas City's been running and, the ball effectively. And if, if they can't stop anybody. Now, Kansas City, I think, will be able to control the line of scrimmage. But with that said, with Pacheco, then you throw in Patrick Mahomes. So, like, the quarterback runs. The thing that is dangerous about Purdy is the non-quarterback design runs. Yep. When he just takes off. That's when Purdy is at his best. Mm-hmm. And that was that, 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 instrumental that, against Detroit. That worries me. But but looking at the matchup of San Francisco being able to run the ball against Kansas City just reiterates the point. What in the hell were the Ravens doing? Yeah. That they just abandoned the run game of against all, Kansas City. Of all teams. No, it was coaching malpractice. It, it truly was. In a, a game where you're also you're trying to utilize the best weapon that you have and what he can do, not only off of play action, but what he, what he can do with his legs and high percentage throws, when you take that element away from him and essentially make Lamar Jackson a pocket passer. Yeah, it was a terrible game plan. I don't understand uh, that. Todd Monken I, and John Harbaugh, I don't know what you came up with that. When I look at San Francisco's run game, with their, the run, they're running against Kansas City's deficiencies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what, 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 what was Baltimore doing? Were they just hoping that Eight was just going to save them the entire well, yeah. game. Wow, pretty much. And and this is perhaps they just didn't want to go to Vegas. When, when you get examples of this too, this I is mean, McCaffrey gets McCaffrey very rarely gets hit at the line of scrimmage, and then he's eight yards down the field, and he does the. You, you're telling me you're telling me that Baltimore couldn't have done the same thing with Edwards, at least try. I mean, if if you're Gus going up, Hill, if yeah. you're up against a brick wall, say in the third quarter late in the third quarter. It's not like that game got away from them either to where, oh, well, you saw we would love to have ran the ball, but man, Kansas City got out to a 17-point lead early on. It wasn't anything like that. If you're running into a brick wall, say you're entering the fourth quarter, okay, maybe you're changing some stuff up, but I mean, as long as that's a one-score game, that made no sense to me. Like I, I feel like every once in a while we'll see an example of this where it makes so much sense to stick to what you do offensively that the OC or the head coach or whoever is kind of organizing this is going to go the exact opposite route because they think, well, it's too predictable that this is what we want to do. They'll never see this coming. No, right. you make them stop it. Yeah. Like I just, I, I that there are there are absolute offensive geniuses out there, and and there are coaches out there that that know that that this isn't even an analytics thing that know that, and it's almost like the chess game becomes almost too advanced where you're just overthinking it to the point of, you know what, what got us here? Well, so that's, I, I think of, of everybody, and everybody talks about legacy, and you know, if Mahomes wins a ring or Purdy re- wins a ring, I'd say the guy that has the most to lose is Kyle Shanahan. Yep. He's already yeah. lost a Super Bowl yep. to Kansas City. He was part of the Atlanta yeah. game against... Julio uh, makes the catch, we don't run the ball. Yep. He's, got, he's got his best team that he's had with the Niners. He's got a better quarterback than he had mm-hmm. when he last was in the Super Bowl. I mean, Purdy is better than Jimmy G. And, he's a better running back. And Shanahan trusts Purdy more than he yep. trusts Jimmy G. Yeah, the the kind of the the little and, and I think San Francisco with their front office now they're gonna they're gonna be in a little bit of cap hell here in the next couple of years with some key decisions to make. But they're always going to be near the top of their division and in the playoff race to be one of the seven. But the like the legacy discussion about Kyle Shanahan will be really interesting if they lose. He has, I think, of everybody in this game, 
he has the most to lose. Oh, totally. I mean, what what would Andy Reid lose from a legacy? If we're just talking coaches here for for just this conversation, Andy Reid's already done more than enough to be considered one of the greatest NFL head coaches that we've seen. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, nothing to lose in this one. He's he'll may, maybe I shouldn't I shouldn't just assume. Chances are he'll be back in another one before his career's oh, I over. You meant with. next year. Oh, if 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 if. Kansas City lost in the Super Bowl. Now this would be ridiculous talk. But you know, there would be there'd be the uh, idiots on TV would be talking about Mahomes as a failure and <laughs> he's become the LeBron James. Oh god. He can't be Michael Jordan because that's Tom Brady. Yeah, just stop. Yeah, yeah no, but I, I would oh, I, you're right. I would be expecting that. But, um, it, but I'm just looking at the most to lose is the guy that's calling the plays for San Francisco. Yeah. I I don't I don't even think it's close. If they lose Sunday, book your tickets for New Orleans next year. Because you will get a determined Mahomes. They're already going to fix the receiver position. Long as they stay healthy, mm. he will be the most determined dude if they lose this game. I'm, I'm not ready to go there just because the AFC is tough. And It'll be tough. They played a lot of football over the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, they have. At, at some point, you know, I mean, they have won eight straight AFC West titles, I guess. Which is just absurd. They've been in six straight yeah. AFC championship games and four of the last five Super Bowls. Maybe, Jimmy, I might be vibing with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just throwing getting, that out there. Getting to the Super Bowl out of the AFC is because there's still some teams that have rookie contracts with their quarterback mm-hmm. that are really good, but now the Burroughs are getting paid, Lamar's getting yep. paid, but still they are who they are. It's going to be tougher to roll through the AFC. And and also, Kansas City's, I, I, would, I would think that maybe the Chargers would at least you know look okay. With Harbaugh, I just, well I just think coming out of the AFC moving forward is going to be a little bit more difficult. Now, the NFC, because of who's drafting at the top and the this being a quarterback draft, the NFC could match. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'd rather be in the NFC. That's why That's why Tom Brady was so smart. Get the heck out of the AFC. Yeah. You got all these young guns. Man, I can't do it that long, but if I go to the NFC... In the South? And just I, get I, in? I find... Like, look at that. Josh Allen. Hey, Josh. Does an NFC team look good to you here in a few years? Atlanta? New Orleans? I would I would also further just how impressive it has been what Kansas City's done. Because the AFC truly is. And here's the, the, the thing is we know you win one or you are just the AFC representative in the Super Bowl. You are the gold standard in that conference. So everybody is trying, and especially when you have unique ways of how you go about your offense like Kansas City did. You have very smart, capable defensive coordinators looking to minimize, especially in your own division. And maybe that's been the good thing for Kansas City during this run is that division has been down, and it's only looking like it's going to get better with the coaches that are now involved in that division. But you mentioned younger teams and young coaches too. Like, look at what D'Amico Ryans and the Houston Texans look like they could do with still some cap space to work with too. To have some money that is not on the books just quite yet, where that looks like a team that could be on the come. But like what Cincinnati has always, you know, put Kansas City's in the crosshair. Buffalo's put Kansas City in the crosshairs. I think Miami, they tried. You you have, I mean, even Jacksonville is an organization that they feel like they could be mm. close. With uh, who's playing quarterback? Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but I don't trust Trevor Lawrence. I, I'm kind of there with you too. But 
that's the point of how Kansas City has been able to even not look their best this year, and yet they find themselves right there. So it's like Jimmy's point of like, you know, if they lose this one book to New Orleans, I would, I would love to say, yeah, I don't know if I could go there that early, but until someone proves you wrong, as far as if someone is able to finally take down Kansas City, regardless of what type of team that they have or what type of regular season it's looked like, it's hard to bet against them, just like on Sunday. I can tell you straight up, I'm taking Kansas City to win it. I mean, they're irresistible. They're America's team. They're the villain. Everybody hates them. I mean, people are jealous. That's okay. It's kind of weird to me still. Yeah, you hate them because you hate them. Uh, it's weird to me that we, we, we dislike teams because they go to the Super Bowl and they win, but I get it. It's America. It just happened to be the team that I'm rooting for. I will admit my stance has softened since moving here, so I am thankful about that. I haven't had great experiences at Arrowhead, so that's where my like angst towards Kansas City is. But as far as uh, the haters on just because ah, I'm I, I'm tired of it, I want to see someone else. And, you know what? I, I never usually fall into that category. Then beat them. When you said right. that, when okay, that's you. just uh, if if you don't if you don't want Kansas City being there and they they trigger you. I mean, and they tried to find, help you. Find a team that, that beats you. Right, right now they're on a hell of a run. They got, they got Andy Reid and they got fifteen together. When they play Imperial Death March for your team and they mm. refer to them as the Evil Empire, that's when you know you made it. And you're like, oh, yes, yeah. I'm living the dream. That's how I felt with the Spurs the but first it's time all I heard part that. of the script. And I, I, Kansas City got I, scripted I, in. You know, on Saturday or on <laughs> Sunday, if you're the Niners, you don't want to fall behind because one thing Mahomes has done, and you know this offense is. So far, so good. They've they've hung together for the last three games and done things that they, you know, didn't do in the regular season. But he has also adjusted. If you look at here in the postseason, when Mahomes has gotten a lead, he has not put the ball in harm's way. Mm-hmm. He was still doing that in the regular season. He has not done that in the postseason when they've gotten a lead. He's been a lot smarter with the football. So you don't want to fall behind, especially when you got a rookie, rookie in the Super Bowl quarterback going against Mahomes, who has become a veteran of playing the Super Bowl. And, and that's where I think Kyle Shanahan has a better quarterback than he did the last time they played Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Because if San Francisco is able to get out to any type of a lead, I think you trust Brock Purdy to take care of the football. You trust Brock Purdy to take the calculated risks. Uh, if they're, I don't know, man. He threw – there's some balls against Green Bay and Detroit that they – I mean, San Francisco goes, whew. Oh, yeah. He's it, do that on it, it's not that he's immune to that, but I, I think it, at least the thought process to where you could tell when Jimmy was going to be like, <laughs> I can make this. And Brock Purdy, not me. That's not in his repertoire. Like that's where I would trust San Francisco and Brock Purdy if they're in that situation much more than I would have with San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo. But you got to get out to that lead. And that's, it, it truly is going to be, I, I think it is going to be a good game, but that, that part of, just the overall experience that Kansas City has, but also with what you are trying to do defensively, if you can kind of put, get them to play left-handed, and that's not that's a lot easier said than done, but, I mean, you look at what Detroit was doing in the first half of that game against San Francisco, and then look at what Detroit was doing running the football, where this is where I'm very confident. <sighs> Andy Reid, I'm confident. I won't say Matt Nagy. Uh, that I'm confident the way that Kansas City has ran the football, I think, is a major problem for San Francisco. And unlike Baltimore, they're not going to stray from that. Uh, I will admit this, so Calvin says, uh, love Kelsey, Andy Reid, pretty pretty out on Mahomes at this point. Also, Chiefs fans are mildly obnoxious. Just uh, mildly, though. Jim okay. then responds, mildly obnoxious. Chiefs fans are the ghost pepper of obnoxious fans. 
as a as a Chiefs fan that tries to not be obnoxious, when this season is over, whether they win or lose on Sunday, put ghost pepper. I I am even to the point where God, I don't need to see Mahomes and Kelsey on every single commercial or Andy. Yeah, it is to the point they are on every single. Commercial. Well, they're marketable. Good on them. They they all are at the best of the profession right now, mm-hmm. and so with that comes the rewards. Get the money while you can. Yep. But even even me as a Chiefs fan that loves that team, I was like, wow, they are they are everywhere. Maybe maybe baseball can't get here soon. And a little March Madness. Oh, Mahomes is a good actor too. He's really good. Hey, with all the distractions he has in his life and that voice. <laughs> Hey, hey, no, he, hey be a little he, different he, if he sounded like hey, this. Give the man some props. Yeah. He was amped last night too. He must have had some type of charge, like uh, just Las Vegas. He got uh he got talking. Uh I He was kind of Tony Romo esque um, as far as the energy. He answered so people want to know about his dad. He answered that pretty well. Mm-hmm. He got into a long answer to just a random question, and his voice got real Kermit the Frog. Like, if the longer he talks, it gets yeah. worse. And I was like, oh, geez. It's like it would have been like if he was arguing hey, with his piggy. God, God bless you that you have a golden right heart. <laughs> <laughs> but still with that voice, he's everywhere. He is. Oh, he is. Uh, uh, totally. Brian Christopherson's coming up uh, here in a little bit. Uh, it's mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.